Welcome to episode 16 of the Principal Liner Notes podcast. This podcast explores the intersection where passions meet, meld, and inspire. In this case, we discover that synergy within the lessons learned from music and education. Pretend that this podcast is like the back of an album cover you have just purchased and you are reading a set of liner notes. In case you are wondering, liner notes are meant to serve as a written companion to the vinyl album. They were either banal or insipid in execution. It was evident that the author barely listened to the album. Nothing was revealed about the music. I prefer the type of liner notes that attempt to capture the essence of the music. The words written bordered on poetry or read like a Jackson Pollock painting. In this case of the podcast, these are digital liner notes. I hope not to stray too far in the banal and insipid category while you listen. My name is Sean Gaylord, and I am a middle school principal. I am also the author of The Pepper Effect. That book explores my passions for the Beatles and the schoolhouse. Welcome. This is the 16th episode of the Principal Liner Notes podcast, and it's entitled Lost and Found. Okay, we will take on the 2001 Space Odyssey monolith this time. We will boldly go after the Holy Grail in rock pop history. Prepare to join me on a quest for the most famous unfinished album in modern music history. Smile. Smile by the Beach Boys. An album that was once deemed forever lost was finished by its creator in 2004 after a 37-year dormancy. The Smile LP has sparked much discussion and debate since it was first mentioned by the music press back in 1966. We will explore how that album serves as a reminder for resilience in the schoolhouse or whatever organization to which you are connected. for another visit to our favorite record shop. It doesn't matter where I am, be it a local mom-and-pop place or a big box store or whatever part of the world I'm in, I always check for the Smile album. Any incarnation of the album is acceptable to me in my little private inventory that I do when I visit a record store. If it's the Brian Wilson 2004 version or the 2011 box set entitled The Smile Sessions, which features the original 1966-67 tracks 
then I feel as if the universe is in harmony and that the impossible can become possible. Sure enough, there's the Smile album as we flip through the record bends. There it is with the childlike drawing of an old mom-and-pop storefront depicting a smile shop. There's the album that Brian Wilson called his teenage symphony to God. There's the album that was to give the last word on the production race going on between the Beatles, Motown, the Beach Boys, and Phil Spector. This was to be the definitive pop symphony filled with beautifully wrought interconnecting fragments with harmonies and motifs filled with epic grandeur. Brian Wilson, hot off the momentum of pet sounds and good vibrations, wanted to push the boundaries of music even further. In collaboration with lyricist Van Dyke Parks and the storied studio musicians of Los Angeles known as the Wrecking Crew, Brian Wilson, in an unabashed creative freedom, set forth to make a masterpiece. Much has been written about the creation of Smile. I remember reading a Beach Boys biography as a teenager and being fascinated by the genesis of this album. This was the album that was going to start off with a wordless prayer, then take us on a journey from the pilgrims landing at Plymouth Rock to a cabin on the western frontier to poetic songs of innocence. The album was also going to feature a four-song suite called The Elements. During the recording of the fire segment, Wilson donned a fireman's cap and got the wrecking crew musicians to do the same. He even started a small fire in the studio to give the musicians the feel of a blaze so that it could be captured in the musical performance. I devoured this small history on Smile and went back to reread it. I had to hear the music. I was completely bummed that the album was unreleased and that there were bits and pieces of that music littered throughout various Beach Boys albums from the late 60s onward through the 70s. I wouldn't hear a true track from this album until a later visit to a record store in Silver Spring, Maryland during my college days. The track was called Cabin Essence and I remember literally stopping in my tracks and standing in reverential silence to hear this epic track. The clerk at the store picked up on the audio epiphany I was having and gave me a silent nod as if he was saying to me, Hey man, welcome to the club. Isn't this song genius? Little did I know that I would have the honor of seeing Brian Wilson performing this masterpiece live at a small venue in Boston years later and it would have the same effect on me. Let's give Cap and Essence a listen. If you're listening on the Anchor platform, you'll be able to hear the song in its entirety. When I get to this portion of the podcast, I always encourage you to track down any song that I'm recommending. So you'll be able to find Cap and Essence on any streaming platform or on YouTube. There are so many resonating moments in the song. It's a small Western epic film set to music 
with harmonies that defy the imagination. That was Cabin Essence by the Beach Boys from the Smile album, written by Brian Wilson and Van Dyke Parks. Just as a quick aside, when I was a high school English teacher, I used to take the lyric over and over, the crow cries uncover the cornfield. And I would use that as an opening discussion activity at the beginning of the school year. I always put it up there just to see where students were with discussion and analysis and interpretation and and to see what they could do with this esoteric line out of context. When Smile was being recorded, word of the masterpiece that Brian Wilson and Van Dyke Parks were creating, it was following on some influential ears. Paul McCartney, for example, he took a break from the Sgt. Pepper sessions to visit Brian Wilson in the studio, and he even chopped on carrots and celery as percussive background to a track called Vegetables. The maestro himself, Leonard Bernstein, famously extolled the virtues of Surf's Up, a song from Smile, during a CBS News special on the creative revolution taking place in pop music. Worth checking out on YouTube. With all of the support for a groundbreaking work of art, Brian Wilson abruptly ceased recording the project. Many reasons abound for this from certain members of the Beach Boys not supporting this avant-garde direction the band was taking, to Brian Wilson's emotional health due to self-medication and mental illness. Brian Wilson himself once said in a later interview, that upon hearing the Beatles' Strawberry Fields Forever, that he realized that they had done it. They had reached the peak of the production race, and this caused him a crisis of confidence. The Smile album became legend upon its non-release. You would hear edited morsels on various Beach Boys albums and compilations, but never the album in its full context. Some of those tapes became foundations for bootleg versions of the album. The legend of this album that was going to beat and surpass Sgt. Pepper became an underground cult for fans who compiled their own versions of what they felt the unfinished album was supposed to sound like. I had my own version of mixtapes attempting to recreate what this magnum opus was supposed to entail. It wasn't until 2004 that a fully rejuvenated Brian Wilson announced that Smile was going to be performed in its entirety at the Royal Festival Hall in London. By this time, Wilson had emerged from years of drug abuse and a mental health misdiagnosis. He found peace and stability in making music and touring with a devoted band who got his music. 
After 37 years, the smile dream had been fulfilled with the album being re-recorded and finished with new lyrics from Van Dyke Parks. The album went on to receive a rare five-star album review from Rolling Stone magazine. It reached number 13 on the Billboard Top 100 album chart. Smile was the biggest seller on Amazon upon the day of its release. The legendary fire segment, now known as Mrs. O'Leary's Cow, received a Grammy Award for Best Rock Instrumental Performance. Brian Wilson's creative journey through the Smile album shows us that the impossible can indeed become possible. So what you might say, big deal, Brian Wilson, Smile, concept albums, Pepper Effect. You you may be just trying to get through the gig. Maybe you are on the cope and survive mechanism. Maybe you've lost out on spring break. Maybe you're behind a mountain of papers to grade or teacher evaluations to complete. You might not even understand why this album that laid in hibernation for 37 years has an impact on our noble profession, our noble calling as educators. Well, let's flip to the flip side, if you will, and see how the impossible becoming the possible in the guise of Brian Wilson's masterpiece does apply to the schoolhouse. The other day, a friend of mine, Amelia Brown, shared with me the feelings that we have on how it's a wrong turn to default to the negative in the schoolhouse. This particular time of year is filled with various countdowns to testing and various breaks and end of the year shenanigans. In the midst of that mania, our kids pick up on that negativity we may resonate. Amelia's words brought me back to the struggle Brian Wilson faced when he was recording Smile. The fear of negative response and putting out music that was going to go against the formula of surfboards and fast cars crippled him to the point of scrubbing the whole Smile mission. We must be cognizant of the power a negative word or a perception can have on our kids. There is the danger of a debilitating dissonance that it can have on a child or another educator. Now, don't get me wrong about teaching. It's hard work. It's a labor of love. And we are human. We have those days. I am simply making a plea for empathy, patience, 
and compassion. What if we shifted the paradigm that our work in the schoolhouse is building towards resonating as a masterpiece? Imagine if we could inspire future masterpieces from the people we serve that we are indeed doing something great. What if students approach their learning in a way that they had the opportunity to make a positive dent in the universe by creating their own masterpiece? Perhaps I may be too pie in the sky on this, but I believe that the schoolhouse is the catalyst for dynamic change. I've seen it again and again as an educator, as a classroom teacher, as a principal. Our mantle as educators is a heavy one, but it doesn't have to be burdensome if we adopt a masterpiece mindset. By developing a vision that our impact goes beyond grades and evaluations, we can create a masterpiece in education as Da Vinci, Michelangelo, Beethoven, Bach, The Beatles, O'Keefe, Janis Joplin, Gordon Parks, and yes, Brian Wilson. Brian Wilson didn't regard limitations in the initial creation of Smile. He pushed technical and musical boundaries. Heck, he even wrote songs in a sandbox in his house. Even though Smile was lost for 37 years, Brian Wilson believed enough in his vision and had the support of his bandmates that he was able to complete the album. Instead of negatively meandering through the final push before the school year concludes, we must take a page from Brian Wilson's book and tune into the core of our vision as educators and listen to those supportive voices that provide encouragement for the capability that we may not always see within ourselves. Try putting our gig through the lens that we are creating a masterpiece. I can assure you that the core of your calling as an educator will be reignited. Kids will pick up on that. Masterpieces take time to create. Smile took 37 years to complete and it wasn't always an easy road to traverse upon. The creation of a masterpiece is challenge-filled and sometimes plagued with those naysayers who don't understand the bold revolution you are fostering. We must be resilient in this case as our impact resonates to the kids and teachers we serve. If you believe in that masterpiece and hang on to its inherent value, then great things will happen in the schoolhouse. Brian Wilson did that with his symphony, and you will do the same with yours in the schoolhouse. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening to the Principal Liner Notes podcast. I truly appreciate you listening, and I'm grateful for you taking the time to tune in. Thanks to the creative courage of Brian Wilson and Van Dyke Parks in creating a timeless masterpiece, even though it took 37 years to finish it. Thanks to the Sky Dogs for inspiration behind the closing musical theme of this podcast. The song is called Another Groovy Day and yours truly composed and performs on it. 
You can follow me on Twitter at SMGaylord. If you're listening on any podcast platform and you enjoyed this episode, then a review would sure be appreciated. Also, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple as your support is greatly appreciated there. You are also welcome to leave feedback via recorded message on Anchor. The Principal Liner Notes podcast is a proud member of the Latest Music Vibes podcast network. Thanks to DC Hendricks for the invitation to join this podcast network. Be sure to follow that network on Twitter at Latest Vibes. Thanks to Nicole Michael of 910 Public Relations for fab and fruitful promotion. This is Sean Gaylord, and this is the Principal Liner Notes podcast signing off for now. Don't forget to share your passions and dreams. Our world needs them from you. Catch you on the flip side.